In the previous episode... Some studies that have shown real changes in the gut flora and in the metabolism, they're studying 28 grams of resistant starch per day. You know, they're, wow. they're feeding people potato starch, this kind of thing. Uh, getting that from this cooked and cooled potato white rice thing, like you're going to, that's going to be your whole food for the whole day. You're not going to have any, we need to also get it from a yeah. diversity of vegetables. Even though the amount of resistant starch will be negligible, there will also be the whole spectrum of fibers, which are also important for those bacteria. Welcome to Reinvent Healthcare, a podcast for health and wellness practitioners passionately committed to transforming our current broken disease-focused system. Your host, Dr. Rita Marie Loscalzo, is devoted to helping you get results with complex health challenges like autoimmune, hormonal imbalances, and chronic health challenges caused by nutritional and lifestyle-induced imbalances. Here's your host, Dr. Rita Marie. Welcome back to Reinvent Healthcare, the podcast for health and wellness practitioners who are passionate about making a difference. On today's episode, we're going to explore the foods that support a healthy immune system. If you're a health practitioner who really wants to help people to get well, not to just cover up symptoms, not to just apply protocols, whether nutritional or pharmaceutical, we are doing a live event that's just right for you. It's called Functional Nutrigenomics in Clinical Practice. And it's all about how you can learn the genetic testing you can do with people to help you to personalize their diet and lifestyle plans. And when you put that together with your typical really great functional history and lab testing, you're gonna have all you need. So join us for an online virtual event that you can attend from anywhere. It's June 2nd to 4th, 2023, and you can get there by going to nesliveconference.com. That's nesliveconference.com, and we'll also put the link on the show notes page. In the current state of the world, this is a much needed topic. If everyone understood how to support immune function using food, I believe there'd be much less infectious disease and autoimmune disease. As health and wellness practitioners, it's our duty to educate and empower the people who seek our help so they can balance their immune systems and protect themselves from all the microbes that might be floating around and also against the immune system attacking itself as in autoimmune conditions. Many of the clients we will encounter in practice have immune system imbalances that occur as a result of nutrient deficiencies, stress, blood sugar imbalance, gut dysfunction, and lack of movement. As we've discussed in previous episodes, it's important to teach our clients how to eat to balance their hormones and body systems, support their mitochondria in producing energy, and support optimal immune system function. So let's get started in looking at what kind of foods support optimal immune function. It's really important that we know how to serve our clients and to support them in choosing foods, right? Every day, at least three times a day for most people, some two if they're following intermittent fasting principles like we've recommended, but at least three times a day, they're putting something at the end of the fork that's either going to help them with immune function 
or hurt their immune function. So let's start with talking about the things they shouldn't be eating, the things that actually hurt their immune systems. Well, we obviously have heard of sugar. We know that sugar will impact the ability of the macrophages, those infection-gobbling white blood cells, to support their health. So when sugar is in the diet, it actually displaces vitamin C in the white blood cells, and it causes the macrophage activity to drop by at least 50%, depending on the quantity of sugar that's been taken. The other thing that we need to look at is what kind of fats are your people eating? Trans and heated fats destroy the immune system. They impact the fatty acid cascade that's used to help this body to either produce inflammation or reduce inflammation. So we have to be careful about what kind of fats they're eating. Are they eating whole foods, plant-based fats? Are they eating oil? And by definition, all oil has been rancid or somehow denatured just by the fact that they're heating and purifying it. Things like MSG, which anybody that goes out to restaurants is going to be exposed to, unless specifically the menu says no MSG, especially in Asian restaurants. What about pesticides and preservatives in foods? Those are super important to teach your clients how to avoid. Obviously, the pesticides are impacting liver function. The preservatives, same thing. And they're introducing into the system chemicals that are just not serving and they're impacting the immune system. Artificial flavors, colorings, those kind of things. What about processed grains, which, you know, people think, eh, a little white rice here and there. Oh, we'll have some millet bread. It's not gluten containing. And they think they're doing themselves a, a service. We need to teach them that that's not doing themselves a service because what happens with flour is because it's processed, because a lot of the nutrients are taken out, because it's able to get into the system as sugar very, very quickly, it's the same as eating sugar. We're almost the same as eating sugar. So these are the things you need to be teaching your clients to avoid. So let's talk about a few of the nutrients that are super important for immune function, and then we'll talk about where to get those nutrients in food. So zinc, super important. You may have heard that in response to viral epidemics, right? Zinc is super important for immune system function in so many ways. Vitamin C is a super important nutrient for the immune system, as you've probably heard by now. But the reason vitamin C is so important is that it's used inside of the lymphocytes to provide protection. And like we said earlier, when you eat sugar, when your client is eating sugar, it displaces the vitamin C in that immune cell. So it's super important that the vitamin C levels be kept up to speed. There's a lot of good food sources, and if there's an exposure, and if there's some problems, we need to help people by supplementing with vitamin C. Well, let's talk about vitamin A. Vitamin A is super important for protecting the mucous membranes. And guess what, right? The lungs are lined with mucous membranes. The sinuses are lined with mucous membranes and other parts of the body. The gut and the female tract all are lined with mucous membranes. And when vitamin A is deficient, those parts of the body are not going to be able to protect you, to protect your clients from infectious disease. 
because they don't make enough of the, the secretory IgA, which is important. It's an important immune system function. So vitamin A is super important. And we see low levels of vitamin A in a lot of people because they're not eating the right foods to support vitamin A. Vitamin A is precursor beta carotene is in all the green leafy vegetables and the rainbow vegetables and a lot of other foods that most people in the Western world don't eat enough of. The other issue that can happen with vitamin A is that some people have a specific genetic SNP, you know, single nucleotide polymorphism, what the most people call genetic defects. They're not actually defects, they're just alterations. And we'll have another podcast episode where we go into lots of detail about the genetic factors. Some of the other nutrients that are super important for the immune system are selenium, vitamin D. Vitamin D is super important because it, it protects so much of the immune system. And we could spend a whole episode talking about vitamin D and the way it affects. Vitamin D is not found in many foods, mostly in foods from the sea or in cod liver, uh, things like that, but you can get it from exposure to the sun. So in addition to foods to protect, there are activities that can protect. Sulfur-containing amino acids are super important, which means, guess what foods? We have garlic, we have onions, we have broccoli and Brussels sprouts and all the cruciferous vegetables. Those are abundant sources of the sulfur-containing amino acids. So those are the things that we can use and teach people to use to protect their immune systems. And of course, supplementation is always an option. And I, I totally recommend it when folks are exposed, right? If they're in an environment where a lot of people are getting ill around them. But food is really first. We have to start with foods. So let's talk about some of the foods that enhance immune function. Then we'll talk about some of the herbs, which some of them can be used as foods and some of them are more therapeutic type herbs. So we have to start with foods that are organic, whole, fresh, unprocessed, and nutrient dense. So what are those foods? Well, green leafy vegetables, the vegetables that contain an abundance of vitamin C and Beta carotene, the precursor to vitamin A and all sorts of minerals. Another really important food that people can incorporate on a regular basis is one we had a whole episode about, the greens from the sea, the sea vegetables. So refer back to that episode for more details about why they are so abundant in the nutrients that support the immune system. Algae. Like, how many people do you know that on a regular basis eat algae unless they're already educated? But algae, microalgae, overall algae is loaded with nutrients that support the immune system and help to bind to toxins and pull them out of the system. Mushrooms, one of my favorites. There's the culinary mushrooms and then there's the medicinal mushrooms. Things like shiitake mushrooms and maitake mushrooms are super, super abundant in immune support. Garlic. Garlic, a lot of people say they can't eat because they don't tolerate it because of some of the, the components in it. But if you can get people to eat garlic, you can actually knock out an infectious disease over the course of a single day by eating a lot of fresh raw garlic. And it needs to be raw because of the allicin component of it. And that gets destroyed by heat. So you can have somebody make a big old soup and then right at the end, you crush up like five or six cloves of garlic and put it in. You mildly heat it, but don't cook it and then drink the soup. 
I have a friend who's a health coach, and what he does is he actually peels the garlic cloves and he takes them like supplements. He'll just eat six of those at the first sign of any kind of infectious disease coming on, and it knocks it out like that. Really important. Other things that are high vitamin C type foods are things like bell peppers and tomatoes. So if you can help people to get more of their vitamin C from their foods. Ginger and turmeric are anti-inflammatories. They help to suppress the creation of inflammation that contributes to an overactive immune system. So let's talk briefly about the immune system. We're going to have another whole episode on the immune system, the overall aspects of the immune system, the innate immune system, and the acquired immune system. But for now, just know that some of these herbs that you can take will support the immune system in regulating itself, in producing the right immune components, the right kinds of chemicals that will kill off bacteria, that will kill off viruses, and create antibodies. We'll talk more about that in that other show. So what are some immune-supporting herbs? There's some of these that are used as food that are really good for, you know, can you just put into soups and stir-fries? Artichoke. Artichoke is really good immune system support. It supports the liver as well. So artichoke, artichoke leaf especially, so that's the part that we generally don't eat, but those can be put into a pot and added to a soup. We've got burdock. Burdock looks like a potato that is the shape of a carrot. It has that outside brown kind of a skin that we can wash off really well. But burdock root is an amazing immune support. And it also, again, supports the liver. From the green world, we have dandelion. Dandelion greens are one of the most nutritious foods that people can eat. Unfortunately, most people think of them as too bitter and they don't. But there are times when I'll just be buying dandelion greens at the store and I'm munching on them as I go through the store because they taste so good as a bitter that when my body needs it. But dandelion greens can be made in a stir fry with some garlic, which would be really awesome and supportive of the immune system. And they can be put into soups. They can be put into smoothies right? Just go slowly when you're introducing your people to those. There's some others that are like hawthorn berry. And again, all of these that I just mentioned are things that are supportive of the liver as well as the immune system. And that's how they have such support for the immune system is via the liver. Hawthorn berries, we don't consider that necessarily a food per se, um, because most people don't like sit around and munch on hawthorn berries, but they are super, super helpful. And you can actually soak them in hot water and make them into a tea. Um, you can grind them up and put them into smoothies and you can buy them whole. You can also buy a hawthorn berry tincture as well. Some other herbs that are supportive of the immune system that you can help people to add to their regular diet. Astragalus. You can buy it as a tincture, but you can also buy the pieces of astragalus. They kind of look like tongue depressors and you can put them into soups. You can also use them with mushrooms, like reishi mushrooms are super important. And you can get the big pieces of reishi mushrooms and, and astragalus and put them into a, and make a broth out of them to really support. And then you can add the vegetables and other kinds of things to them. Another one that, you know, it's been getting popular press lately is elderberry. 
really strong for producing antibodies, really good for an antiviral. And again, like hawthorn berries, you can get them as little berries and you can make a tea or a tincture or a lemonade with hawthorn berries in it. Some of the other mushrooms that can be eaten as food, I mentioned shiitake, I mentioned maitake, but rishi, like I said, can be put into soups. And then there's others that can be used not so much as food, but as herbal concoctions, teas and tinctures and things like that. And I just didn't want to not mention some of these. So chaga, it's really strong immune system stabilizer. And a lot of folks use it in anti-cancer therapy. Some others that you've probably heard of and used a lot is echinacea. It helps to reduce inflammation, it reduces free radical production, and it increases those lymphocytes, the active white blood cells. It also is a strong antiviral because it stimulates the production of interferon. Another one that can be used in foods, and I've used them to make little pick-me-up candies and um, use them in desserts, is licorice root. Now, not everybody can use licorice root because it can tend to raise the blood sugar in people who are sensitive. But licorice can boost interferon production. In addition, it's really supportive of adrenal function and helps with stress reduction. So these are some of the herbs that can be used both as foods and as medicines. There's a lot more, things like ginseng and ginkgo and things like um, usnea, which is really good for respiratory infections. Maitake, just to say, they stimulates, stimulates T cells, NK cells, which are natural killer cells, and those macrophages that I talked about before that get disabled by sugar. So there's so many herbs that you can use, and you can use them in teas and tinctures. You can make capsules from them. You can have people put powders and mix them in water, take extracts, whether they're alcohol extracts or vinegar extracts or even water extracts. I like them in elixirs. I like to make a really potent immune support elixir, and I especially do that whenever I'm exposed to people. If I've been out in public, right, and I'm like people are coughing and sneezing and all that, and I want to protect myself, I'm not only taking some extra nutrients, but I'm making some special elixirs with my maitake powder and shiitake powder and other immune support nutrients. Hemp seeds are a great food for the immune system. They provide a fair amount of omega-3 fatty acids. They provide good protein. There's really good stuff. I just want to mention here, and we'll go into more detail on some of the future talks. We're going to have a whole section on immune system. But there's things that are considered immunostimulators and immunomodulators. So we want to be careful, and we'll, we'll talk more about that as we go through the immune system section. But immunostimulators stimulate the immune system to act more, to actually over, like in some cases, can overreact to certain conditions and certain assaults. And immune modulators are more things that balance the immune system, things like astragalus and ginseng and cordyceps. And the way that reishi and shiitake work are more as immunomodulators, right? So these are good. And sometimes we use immunomodulators in both autoimmune conditions and also in infectious conditions because they modulate. They'll do what the body needs at that time. 
So let me close with a few others that I really, really like. Number one for infectious diseases. So things that work really well with people who have colds and flus, oregano. You've probably heard about that. And I think it might be overused these days, but oregano is a really strong antiviral. Thyme is another really strong antiviral. And even things as simple as basil. Basil can be used to make a pesto and you can combine it with things like cilantro, which are good for pulling toxins out of the system and garlic and um, whatever else you want to put in there. I typically make a pesto that's a lot of basil, a lot of greens, oftentimes arugula or kale or other greens, whatever I have around, whatever they had at the farmer's market that week. And combine that with some garlic and I put in some nuts and seeds. Like a typical pesto we think about is pine nuts, but you can actually fortify that with other nutrients from specific nuts and seeds. So I'll typically put in some pumpkin seeds, which are a great source of zinc. I'll put in hemp seeds, which are a great source of omega-3s. And then I'll put in like a decadent kind of creamy nut if needed, some macadamias or cashews or hemp or uh, pine nuts, although pine nuts are super expensive. So if you start telling people to eat more pine nuts, they're probably not going to be very compliant with that because these days they run about $30 a pound. But these are all things that you can include just in a simple pesto. And then if you add some cilantro to that, you've got a really hearty meal and that can be spread on celery sticks. It can be spread on lettuce leaves and add some sprouts to it. Sprouts are another super supportive immune system food that most people don't eat on a regular basis. Sprouts and then those little microgreens, which you can get at most stores, but you can also encourage them to grow their own. There are some companies, I think Hamana is one of them, that make these little tray, they're like pads that have the seeds embedded in them. And all you need to do is put them into a specific size tray, push it down. And then in seven to 10 days, you've got sprouts, these little microgreens, which are loaded with nutrition for the immune system. So this is just an overview. Cinnamon is another one you can use in teas, you can use in in desserts, right? Peppermint, really good for the immune system. And these are things that we can encourage people to incorporate. I've got a little handout of all of these foods and lists of these foods that you can use to help your clients in putting together diets that support their immune system. You can download that at reinventhealthcare.com forward slash immune. And in that, we will talk about these foods for the immune system. In addition, other resources we have for you is we're going to do a whole theme, a whole set of, of episodes on immune system function. And we're going to go into infectious diseases. We're going to have a couple on autoimmune diseases and so much more. You need to be the hero in your client's life. You need to be the one that helps them to avoid these infectious diseases that encourages them not to isolate themselves and stay indoors and sit on the couch and eat Cheetos and drink wine and beer and soft drinks in order to escape. No, that's actually hurting. And a lot of what's been done over the last few years to teach people how to avoid infectious disease has been dead wrong. And you can be the one that helps them to truly avoid. 
So I'll end with just a couple of things that are really important, whether they're suffering from a cold, a flu, or other infectious disease, is they've got to drink plenty of water, half their body weight in fluid ounces. They've got to avoid sweets, even fruit or fruit juice during an infectious disease can prevent those macrophages from acting the way they're supposed to. Avoid hard to digest foods. Don't go out and eat pizza and, and lasagna and things like that. Keep it simple. Have the body take its energy away from digestion and put it back into support really important stuff. You can include herbs, you can include supplements, but really they've got to get their food down. I'm just going to give you one quick recipe that I always used whenever my kids would say, hmm, I got a stuffy nose, or I don't, I don't know, maybe I'm coming down with something. So I would take a pot and I would steam a bunch of vegetables and I'd emphasize the green leafies and the brassicas. And then once those were cooked, I would take the steaming water and put it in the blender and put all the veggies in the blender. Sometimes I keep a few if they wanted to chew. And then I put them in there with garlic and ginger and oregano and thyme, all these immune system support. I'd add avocado for creaminess, or you could add hemp seeds or pumpkin seeds for the extra creaminess. I'd add kelp powder, because remember we talked about those sea vegetables are loaded with nutrients, a little bit of salt, and then stir in maybe some flax oil, maybe not. And they would drink it and love the taste. And literally, they would feel better in a couple of hours. So maybe it's placebo. I don't know. But that load of vegetables, that load of nutrients all in one bowl, which is easy for them to take, made all the difference in the world. So thank you for listening in today. We're going to be going way more into the immune system on future episodes. So stay tuned. The more you master the art of using these functional food principles with your clients to balance their immune system, to balance their hormones and all their body functions, the greater you're going to be, the greater success you're going to have in empowering them to achieve their optimal health and wellness. And that's what we're here for, right? That's why we do what we do. We want to help people to feel their best. We want to help create a healthy world because healthy, happy people don't fight and that can contribute to world peace. So all of this is going to lead you to have people referring others because you're getting great results, which will lead you to have a thriving and fulfilling practice where you feel great at the end of the day because you're changing lives for the better. So remember to download the functional food guide to access all the charts we've been talking about in this functional food section at reinventhealthcare.com forward slash food. So thank you so much for being who you are, for being out in the world and helping people to regain health and using the power of food instead of medicine. So until next time, shine on. Thank you for listening to the Reinvent Healthcare podcast. Join the movement of practitioners that are guiding people to actually get well rather than covering up their symptoms. Connect with us at reinventhealthcare.com to access resources and tools that will empower you to create a thriving health practice.